Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. What a privilege it is to come to you again with more biblical principles for contemporary living. In these days, like never before, we need a word from the Lord. And I'm so grateful that I have a word from the Lord for you. And that word in this particular message, behold, an open door. Stay tuned and be blessed and you'll see what it really means to be blessed with an open door. Turn in your Bibles and let's consider together from the book of Revelation. I'll be reading from chapter 3. I'll begin reading from verse 7 and I'll read also verse 8. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Somebody say amen to the reading of God's word. You want to know what my emancipation proclamation is today? It's simply this. Behold! an open door. Behold, an open door. This proclamation is specifically directed to those who have experienced closed doors. Barriers, hindrances, that which impeded our progress that which held us in slavery. Closed doors, closed doors that have swung on the hinge of history for the benefit of the privileged others. But thanks be to God for sending a good word in this season. And the word is simply this, behold, an open door. Amen. You may be seeing a lot of stuff. You may be observing a lot of activities. But I want you to get focused this morning on the fact that in spite of all the historic closed doors, there is today an open door. Put your hands together for an open door even in these times. Thanks be unto God. Yes. Jesus declared it. Amen. He who cannot lie declared it. The one who paved the way for us declared it. The one who gave his life for us, the one who died and rose again for us declared, I have set before you an open door. So it's more than just clapping our hands 
and shouting and running and dancing in the Lord. It's the recognition and understanding that we have a privilege now to enter in where we historically did not have that privilege. Amen. We stand today on the threshold, right there, looking at an open door. Can you see it? Yes. Most of us can only focus on closed doors. We've become so adjusted and conditioned to that. There's some things we don't attempt because we just don't believe it'll work anyhow because we have been conditioned to act and to perform as though all doors are closed. But somebody ought to give God praise this morning that we do know that there is an open door. Never before in history, never before in history, hear me this morning, never before in history has the world ever so forthrightly, fearlessly, candidly, universally, and collaboratively confronted the closed doors that has condoned, permitted, and exercised injustice, racism, man's inhumanity to man. But in the words of St. Paul, today we can shout, there's a great door open and effectual. It has been set and open on to me. Now you got to go for yourself today. Because you see, the person next to you may not really see the strong importance of an open door. We can be so conditioned to being in prison that even when the doors are open, we still don't want to leave. But I don't know about you this morning, but I'm determined not only to recognize, but to celebrate the fact that I may not have a whole lot of other things, but I know one thing I have because Jesus promised it, and that is I have an open door. You have an open door. You ought to celebrate it. And remember now, Paul, when he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, he said there, there is a great door open and effectual, and he went on to say, and there are many adversaries. Yes. Amen. Let me just let you know this morning that somebody's not happy that there's an open door. Somebody would rather keep us with closed doors before us. But you ought to put your hands together this morning with me and give a shout unto the Lord and say, thank you for opening doors that we could not open making ways that we could not make. God, you've been good. In the words of a man by the name of Henry M. Riston, listen to what he said, and I quote. He says, freedom dies with every individual if it is not reborn with its successors. It must be achieved anew from generation to generation. To 
put it another way, what he's saying is that, 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 that there are people who have lived and died and they never saw what you're seeing today. There, there were those who died waiting on the promise but never received it. There were those like Martin Luther King. I wish somehow, you know, from the glory world, he would pierce back earthward and observe that the things that he gave his life for, the things he prayed for, the things he marched for, the thing he spoke for, are now beginning to happen because there are open doors now. The three points of this message, number one, the observation. Number two, the opportunity. And number three, the obligation. Stay tuned. You'll be blessed and inspired to walk through the open door. And then the Bible says that we are not the door openers because a whole lot of us have been trying to open our own doors. But we're not the door openers. Notice what he says. Behold, read for yourself. He said, behold, verse 9. Behold, I make them, watch this now, of the synagogue of Satan. You see that? Yeah. I make them of the synagogue of Satan. Now, I'm going to pause here because that's mentioned twice in the Revelation. It's, it's, it's really saying that there's some people who are religious that are not really Christian. Anytime you can endorse and can commit certain behaviors to another human being that destroys, then I know what synagogue you're coming from. The synagogue of Satan. Listen to the word. Behold, I have set before you. Don't worry about those folks. I've set before you an open door and no man can shut it. Even though you've got just a little bit of strength, you've got enough strength to just hold your ground. Just stand. And when you've done all the stand with your little strength, stand. Nobody ain't gonna say nothing to me today. But I'm telling you that this is what needs to happen. To the extent that you and I will begin now to live the way God intended for us to live. So just notice a few things and then, and then I'm going to sit down. But I do believe it's in time that you and I have been privileged to get to where we are today. We are where we are because God ordained it. Look at somebody say, God ordained this. I mean, just look at the demonstrations. And when you look at the demonstrations, you're seeing that there, there are more people of, of Caucasian pigmentation than of darker pigmentation. By the way, you also notice that there are those of other races and nationalities. Somebody right now, I just want you to put your hands together just because God is shifting the world. The pandemic, I hope you can follow me. The pandemic has tipped the world. It's tipped us. So whether we wanted to move down or not, come close or not, 
God, God, God has tipped the world. And as he tipped the world, we're all in the same situation this morning. But I'm so glad that the door that Jesus has opened is a door that can get us to wherever we need to go. Mark this word. Say, the observation. It's important because four times you find that word, behold, 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 behold. It's all there. Behold, I have set before you an open door. Verse 9, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Come on now. Here's another one up in verse 11. You'll find it. Behold, I come quickly. So this business of observation, stop getting Focus on that which does not help you to be what God wants you to be. Behold, what? An open door in the scope of this letter to the seven churches. Listen to me now. The one church that Jesus examined like he did all of them, he found nothing in that church to condemned. The church of Philadelphia is the only church that did not have condemnation. Some had condemnation and commendation. But this one is the only one that had nothing but commendation. Why? Because Jesus had scrutinized the churches. And by the way, he's scrutinizing right now. He's, He's acquainted with what's going on within our congregations. And you and I have to understand that when he sees what he sees, you don't have the right to tell him you didn't see that. Because if you read in this text, you'll see where he says, I am holy and I'm true. In other words, what I tell you is pure. And what I tell you is honest. He said, "I'm, I'm not going to tell you what's not there. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Laodicea, all of you. I know what's going on. And when the world is at its worst, the church ought to be its best. Instead, the church is also in trouble. But God knows that he's given us opportunity to get out of this mess. If we could just observe that he has set before us an open door. Man saw me this week and he said, I love to hear you preach, but you shout too loud. I'm sorry. But you need to know the importance of an open door. Sometimes I got to be like John. The Bible said John was a voice crying in the wilderness. The Bible said, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell the people their transgressions. Amidst this pandemic, something awesome is going on in our world. Amidst these devastating circumstances, something's going on in our world. Behold, an open door. In fact, Jesus said, I am the door. I'm not only the door opener, I am the door, you know. I'm the door. And by me, if any man will enter, then he shall be saved. Jesus said, I'm the door. We are not the door openers. Stop acting like we're so deep. Stop acting like we're so powerful. Remember, he said, you got a little strength. You got a little strength. 
Don't let your little bit of strength make you think you're God. You don't have the wherewithal to open your doors. You need him. And everybody needs an open door. I don't know where you are, but you may be like Paul who prayed, who said to the Colossian church, pray for me that God would open a door for me. Somebody ought to say, God, open a door for me. Because if you really want to know him, you've got to know him by coming through the door. Oh, I know we got our theological biases, but I tell you, there's no other way, no other name under heaven given by by man whereby we can be saved but the name of Jesus. Now, if five people believe that, right now you would be clapping and praising God. I said he scrutinized. He not only scrutinized for us to know what the situation is, but I'm thinking about the preacher by the name of Robert Colby. Robert Colby said, open doors or opportunities are gateways to greater life. Quoting him, Robert Colby Thomas. Open doors or opportunities are gateways to greater life. You want to know what real living is? Walk through the door. Observe it. Say, behold. And then number two, not only observe, but note the opportunity. Because, you know, it's possible that you wouldn't be here today. And I wouldn't be here today. But I'm just going to thank God. I'm not here because I'm so great and so, so, you know, powerful. I'm here because of the mercy of God. Somebody say, I'm here because of God's mercy. I'm here because of God's grace. I'm here because God smiled on me. God had smiled on me. Hallelujah. And so... Opportunity is only opportunity when you're ready, said Shakespeare. So we're going to have to get ready to recognize opportunity. Because I want you to know that if you read this whole letter, you're going to see that whenever God gets ready to move in your life with a new opportunity, you can bank on hypocrites coming around you. Those who say they are Jews, but are not. Those who say that they're Christian and are not. Those that say they love you and they don't, but they come around you. It's all in the book here. And notice this now, they come around and when they come around, they blaspheme. I said they blaspheme. When you read over there in Revelations 2 and 9, you're going to see that to the church at Smyrna, they did the same thing. When God gets ready to move into your life, you can know whether God is up in it by who comes around you. If it's the same lolly, gagging friends who just the same old same old. But when you see people coming, blaspheming or slandering or even undermining what you're trying to do that God said, they are not of the synagogue of God. They are of the synagogue of Satan. You with me? And all you got to do is just notice that when opportunities come, 
Just get, you know, every now and then you hear people that come into a lot of money. All of a sudden, they find they have their families increased. <laughs> people show up. I'm cousin so-and-so on the third time. I'm, 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 you ever notice that? When God gets ready to move, somebody say, God, God. is getting ready to bless me. And I know the enemy is mad, but I'll be all right. Come on now. I'm going to be all right because I'm going to seize my opportunity. I'm going to get what God has for me. Well, we've come to the end of this message, but not to the end of the truth. To that extent, I expect that you're going to now live out this truth that there is before you an open door. May God bless you with a wider witness for ministry. May God bless you with a wider witness and testimony of his grace. May God bless you as you walk through that door to see blessings like you have never, ever known before. So until next time, when I shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.